0: Lord Jesus Christ, amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to look at Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. And so, I'm going to go with this tonight. I wasn't sure, but uh, God confirmed some things, and all of a sudden, my neck started hurting. My heart started beating real fast. So I'm going to preach this anyway. You're not going to stop me from preaching this one. And so, Bless the Lord for that. Amen. One man said this, it isn't that we cannot, it isn't that they cannot find the solution. It is that they cannot see the problem. Let me read that again. It isn't that they cannot find the solution. It is that they cannot see the problem. We are a spiritual people, no matter how you slice it tonight. And in knowing, amen, a lot of our issues are spiritual. Can you say amen? Amen that we see physical things happening, but is a spiritual element that we may oftentimes miss. And I can't put the percentage on it tonight. I can't tell you 90%, 85%. But even though we may be looking at flesh and blood and thinking, at, oh, here lies the problem. In our In the scriptures, and in the scripture particularly, we're going to look at, we must have a spiritual eye and be able to see behind the flesh, to see what the spirit behind what is happening, why is it happening, and who is it coming from. In other words, when we have marital issues, you think it's your ugly wife. You think it's your fat husband. No, it's something spiritual. Now, hopefully you've never called your husband, well, I'm sure some of you have. But hopefully you've never called your wife ugly. But we think, oh, it's because of their personality. It's because of something spiritual is happening. That something has invaded. Even when dealing with our children, oftentimes we will just beat them or discipline them. But have we ever asked the question, well, what is the spirit behind this, though? What if this is not just their behavior? What if this is not just something they saw top? What if this is a spirit trying to infiltrate our family? We must identify correctly so that we may be able to fight correctly. In other words, we can fight the wrong thing. And we're trying to figure out how come I don't have the victory. A lot of our problems are spiritual. When we're looking at our country, when we're looking at the things happening in our society, it's easy to look at flesh and blood, but have we looked inside? What is the spiritual mean? What is the spirit behind all these things we are seeing? And so with that being said, church, I want to preach to you about dealing with the right thing. Out of Acts 16, we're going to read verse 16 through 18, familiar portion of scripture. The Bible tells us, now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination, divination met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, who proclaimed to us the way of salvation. And she did this for many days. <clears throat> Excuse me. I command and this she did for many days. And I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, And he came out of her that very hour. For a moment, I want to talk to you, amen, about dealing with the right thing. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you. I give you all the praise and glory tonight. You are awesome, God, and I thank you for your blood. And I pray, God, let our spiritual eye, God, have discernment tonight. God, I pray, let us be able to look past the flesh and the blood. Let us be able to look past, amen, the physical and into the supernatural through your word, through your spirit, God. And we thank you, God, for all that you're doing and all that you're revealing. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said Amen. Dealing with the right thing tonight. Dealing with the right thing. Let's look firstly at the collision course. In verse 16, the Bible tells us, Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination met us. Notice here a few things. One, we must take note that the girl comes onto the scene when these men were on their way to prayer. These men going to seek God and now being followed by a girl with a spirit. It is then can be said that spirits are always looking for something to attach to. Or better looking for someone to affect. Here Paul and the group are going to pray. They meet this. The spirit meets them. Amen. And let me tell you, expect when you're doing the things of God, expect when you're living a godly life, expect, amen, when you're seeking after God, that you are going to collide with a spirit of some sort. In other words, a spirit will try to get a hold of you, whether it's the spirit of anger, whether it's the spirit of depression. We can go on and on about what different things we can run into, but we must realize tonight that if we are living godly, if we are being obedient to God's word, that there is something. Thing that is going to try to attach itself to you. But you scared tonight. So you feel like you're scared. Like, hey, you know, we don't want to talk about spirits in the church. What? We better. <laughs> Expect if you're serving God for his spirit to test you. Notice here that the girl wasn't combative. And the form in which the spirit lived was in the form of a girl. Doesn't look dangerous. Actually looks very harmless. But this is how spirits begin to creep in. It looks like nothing's wrong with it. It looks like it's going to be okay. But yet and still, here is something lurking behind that. Jude 3 and 4, beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all delivered, uh, which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed who long ago were marked out for, these, for this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of God into lewdness and deny the, Lord, uh, deny the only Lord and our Lord Jesus Christ. You must pray for discernment because there are things, amen, that are trying to creep in unnoticed. There are things that are trying to creep into our lives, church. Listen to me. How many have ever had a mouse in your house? How did you know it was there? Because you saw droppings. You saw dots. Somebody say amen. And when you saw those dots, you're like, we ain't got no chocolate chips in here. Come on. What is that? And then we start looking and going, there's a mouse in here. There's something in my house that isn't supposed to be in here. It has crept in. And now I'm seeing the residual effects of it's creeping in. But you didn't see the mouse come in there. It wasn't like, hey, mouse, come on in. All right. No. It crept in. And this is what spirits do. They creep in through very, I mean, listen to me. We can talk about medium. We can talk about listening to different types of music. I mean, they creep in in different ways. And what happens is we begin to see the droppings of it. This is why we must pray for discernment. From the Holy Spirit, because these things creep in and what the spirit wants to do, what these evil spirits want to do is create havoc in your life. They want to take away dominion. Can you say amen? They want to take away joy. They want to take away the goodness of God that's in your life and replace it with hopelessness and faithlessness. The Bible tells us that this girl was of Uh, was practicing divination. You know, divination is translated Python. You know what's interesting about that? What do pythons do? Two things out of many. They strike and they smother. Ain't that something? We're talking about a spirit here that is trying to choke out what God is doing. Huh? Huh? That is trying to choke out what God is doing. Isn't it no wonder that when you start taking off for God, all of a sudden, huh? You get this heaviness, off, you don't know where it came from. You start making decisions for, I'm going to be in church, I'm going to be in prayer, I'm going to be here. And all of a sudden, we start, I don't feel like going no more. I don't feel like praying no more. I don't want to read my Bible. What, what, where did that come from? Let me tell you, it's a spirit that is trying to choke out what God is doing. And it's striking you and it's trying to, uh, to put venomous things inside of you so you don't want the things of God anymore. Is it no wonder that when we're struggling, when we're hurting, what is the first thing we don't want to do? We don't want to be around people. We don't want to hear anything about God. And we don't want to do anything spiritual. Because that spirit is trying to choke you. He's trying to get something out of you. How many times has something struck us and it changes our whole continents? it changes our minds? And these spirits are what I call slow cooks because they do it over time. How many know a lot of things that happen isn't instantaneous? It's over time. Over time and over time and over time. Wear you down, can you say amen? Weaken you. Verse 18 tells us, and this she did for many days. Over time. Many days of vexation. Many days of troubling. Many days of unrest in the soul. And as I'm reading this, I'm thinking about it going, my gosh. I mean, she just kept going and kept saying it and kept messing with them. She was unrelenting. And that's what spirits are. Listen to me, folks. You may be sitting here tonight, but those spirits are unrelenting. They're not fearful of a building. Because some of them things are waiting for you outside right now. They're waiting for you. Isn't it amazing that we can come to the church, get filled with the Holy Ghost, feel God's presence? I mean, this morning was awesome. Can you say amen? I mean, you could just feel God here. But how many know then we leave here and all of a sudden feel choked out? And it's over time and over time. And eventually we say, I'm tired of fighting. Notice here that the woman is proclaiming something that's true. What she was saying was not false. She was saying something that was true. But she was doing it in a mocking fashion. There was scornfulness in her words. All this coming at Paul, and oftentimes this is what these spirits will do. They'll mock you. Oh, where's your faith now that your mom has died? Oh, where's your God now? Look at your trouble. Where's your God now? And these things begin to mock, but they say things that are true. My mom did die. I am troubled. And if we're not careful, we fall right into the trap. Can you say amen? Because we feel like we have nothing to fight back with. And this happens over time, years and years for some of us, months and months. And what these spirits are trying to do as they collide in your world, they're trying to choke you out. All this was coming at Paul, amen, constant and strong. And this collision will cause in all of us a mixed bag of emotions and thoughts And moments, in these moments, we have to do right. Can you say amen? In these moments, it's not the time to cower down and go, you know what, I won't fight. In these moments, it's time to stand up and say, hell, you're a liar. Spirit, you don't belong here. You don't pay rent here. What you here for? It is time for the church to rise up and not cower. Can you say amen? But if we're going to do that individually, we have to rise up. And not let these spirits take hold of us. And not let these things, amen, begin to destroy the work of God that is in us. Can you say amen? Amen. Have you ever thought about this before I move on? Have you ever thought, why is hell trying to destroy me? Who are you? Right? You ain't got no money. Not famous. Right? Why is hell after you? Because of potential. Because every person who's born again shares a lot of common things, but shares one thing in particular is potential. Potential to change the world through through Christ. A potential to see people saved. A potential, amen, to see your nation one, to see your neighborhoods one, to, to see your family members one, And all of us share that potential. So what better way to stop all that from happening than to stop it at the seed? That's why hell is after you. That's why those things keep coming back. That's why those things are trying to destroy. Why? Because there is potential. But how many know sometimes we can't see it? Because the spirits blind us and go, what, what can I do? We get beat up, folks. Let's look secondly at looking beyond. Verse 18, verse 18, and this she did for many days. I could <clears throat> this is for many days, and I command you. Paul said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. When looking at Paul, we know that he had the power of the Holy Ghost dwelling inside of him. We come to a place in Paul's life where he's being vexed, where there is unrest. This little girl is causing all of this in the soul of Paul. And Paul is not fooled, though. The little girl is not the issue. Paul gives us real insight here. Paul is able to decipher the spiritual part of this. Ephesians 6 and 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. We are dealing with spirits. Can you say amen? And Paul is showing us, I'm not going to just go slap this girl. I'm not going to argue back and forth with the girl. I'm going to deal with what is in the girl. And you and I need to catch this tonight, that I'm not going to keep going back and forth with my spouse. I'm not going to keep going back and forth with even myself. I'm going to deal with what this spirit is about. That's what I'm going to deal with. What's behind this? How come I get angry at the drop of a dime? What's behind that? How come I want to isolate? What is behind that? How come I hate people? What is behind that? Can I tell you something, folks? Pills ain't going to do it, folks. I met somebody that told me, yeah, I take, I got an anger issue, so I take pills. What pill do you take that can stop That. He's like, yeah, it calms me down. See, Let let me get this straight. You get angry, you take your pill. If you get angry 200 times a day, you are going to die. Okay, there is no way. You're going to overdose. But see, this is what we're being taught, medicated. This is what we're being taught, do something else. And nobody is saying no, there's a spirit behind that. Deal with the spirit, and you'll be delivered. Oh, they don't like me now, Pastor. They they didn't check out on me now. When we start talk, talking about dealing with stuff. Don't tell me to deal with nothing, preacher. Tell me how to live. No, you got to deal with things. Sorry, I, you know what? I ain't worried. None of y'all can beat me in here. <laughs> But you got to deal with stuff, man. I used to be real angry, like real angry. Like, I know you can't tell, but I used to be real angry. (laughs) I know it's hard to see now, but like real angry. And all this time I thought, well, I just need a better life. You know, I just need a better environment. I need a better job. If I had a better job, if I had some money, I wouldn't be so angry. Wrong. The problem was I hated my father. And because of that, it created this spirit within me. And now this thing is taking over. You look at me wrong. It's like, okay, it's go time. You what you want to do? Step on my shoe. It's like, all right, fight time. Look at me wrong. I'll kill everybody in here. <laughs> Craziness. But it was a spirit that stemmed from something I was trying to you understand, choke me out. It was a situation that happened to me, and that spirit came in and began to try to choke out what God was doing. You got to deal with stuff. He, Paul shows us, I dealt with the spirit of the girl, not the girl. I looked past the flesh and blood, and I dealt with the spirit that was in her. See, Paul is not speaking to the girl. The realization came to him that is more to this than her behavior. You need to be able to identify spirit. There's something more to this than what it looks like. You must be able to look at your kids, your spouse, your friends. We can look at these riots. I mean, we can go on and on and say, what's the spirit behind all this? And begin to peel away the physical layers to see the spiritual ones. Paul didn't go after the young girl and berate her, yell and scream at her but he goes to the spirit of things. Like I said earlier, you keep yelling at your children, but you better ask, maybe this is a spirit. I mean, our family is crazy. Like our family, listen to me, for I know some of you. And just by you, I can tell. <laughs> the family's jacked up. Thank God you got saved. But before that, my Lord, and you think that stuff doesn't try to travel? You don't think it tries to infiltrate somehow? And instead of just, ah, yeah, maybe we should be like, wait, 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 wait. Let's pray. Let's pray for our children. Let's pray over them. Let's fast for them. Let, 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 me, let me pray for my spouse. Let, let, let's, let's see if we can find the spiritual element here and begin to deal with it. Listen to me. I'm not just talking down. I'm talking about myself included. There have been times when my kids do stuff and I'm like, that's me. Before. (laughs) Don't act like that ain't you either. See that? See how we get all. (laughs) Yes, you too. Like they do that. I'm like, that's me before I got saved. Oh, Lord, how to get in? How to get in? Well, they can't stay. And this ain't something that I can beat out of them. This is something I have to pray. This is something that I have to show them the word. I have to do things that are spiritual to get it out. Can you say amen? And so listen to me, folks. We got to be spiritual here. You got to be able to recognize this stuff. We see in, the, in, our te- uh, in uh, Matthew chapter 17, verse 14, and when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my Son, for he is epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they cannot cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. Always bring him to Christ. Verse 18, and Jesus rebuked the sick, the, the doctors. Mm-mm. He rebuked the demon, the spirit behind why this boy was acting the way he was acting. And the child was cured from that very hour. Can I I inject something before I move on here? To be able to recognize spirit, you must be already operating in that atmosphere. The Bible tells us that Jesus was already praying and fasting before this happened. Because Jesus told his disciples, some things only come out by prayer and fasting. And Jesus was already in that atmosphere. He wasn't waiting for the demon to go, okay, let me fast now. Right? He was already in that atmosphere. He was already in that mode of spiritual lifestyle of fasting and prayer. He was already there so that when he encountered it, the discernment was already there. The power was already there. And all he had to do was say the word. So you must be praying before the, before the encounter. Can I ask y'all a question? How many of y'all just raise your hands really quick? How many of y'all have worked out three seconds before a fight? Just you start doing push-ups. <laughs> nobody? Nobody's nobody's done that. Nobody? You about to get into a fight? You say, oh. <laughs> nobody's done. Nobody. Okay. So why do we do it in the supernatural realm? Demons like, here I am, Father. Right now, by the Holy Ghost, give me the unction, Lord. Now, no, man, it doesn't work that way. But that's how we think. We think we just like we're Samson, like Father now, and he's like, sure, and you're like, yes. Now I'm ready to fight you, demon. You already gotta be in that. You can't be in and out. You already got to be spirit. You already got to be praying. You already have to be in your word. You already have to be doing these things already. So you can combat these things when they come to you. Church, let's be honest here with all this mess from COVID-19 to racism, to murders, to civil unrest, to broken homes. You better be able to discern spirits. You better be able to discern spirits. And not just be looking at flesh and blood, because flesh and blood will always fool you. You better be able to see what these evil spirits are trying to do in, our, in the earth. First Timothy 4 and 1. Now the spirit, the Holy Spirit, expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to what? Deceiving. Giving heed to deceiving spirits. Well, how do they deceive? Through flesh and blood. Can, I, can, can we be honest tonight? I'm about to close here. Can we be honest? How many know if you watch enough of certain things, you'll get deceived? Huh? Especially now. You start watching certain things, you start I mean, whatever your view, I'm not trying to be political here tonight, I'm really not, but what I'm saying is if you start watching enough of whether it be Republican stuff, Democratic stuff, conservative stuff, liberal, you'll start believing stuff that may actually not be true. You'll You'll start engaging and be like, it has to be true because he said it. And you better be very careful. Because that's exactly what the spirit wants. Those evil, those demonic spirits, they want to deceive you. They want to choke you out so you're no longer effective. So you're no longer effective. And Paul shows us you've got to deal. Listen to me, folks. You've got to deal with this. This can't be swept under the rug. This can't be, oh, I'll get to it later. Oh, you know, starting Monday. No, it has to start Tonight. You got to start dealing with these strategies of hell, man. And you got to be willing to face it, no matter how scary it is, no matter how uncomfortable it is. You better be willing to get after it. When I got saved, God dealt with me on a lot of things. And a lot of those things were very uncomfortable. They were uncomfortable to talk about, they were uncomfortable to look at, they were uncomfortable to deal with because they were all true. So it's uncomfortable. Doesn't feel good, can you say amen? It doesn't fit. Fe- but you know what? If I'm gonna get past this, if this is no longer gonna be a stronghold in my life, then I better deal with this. And not just brush it off to, oh well, I've always been like that. Well, you, you well, you know, you know, I'm you know my ethnicity. You know, we're just like that. Because I mean no we say that. I've had people tell me that. You know I'm Irish. Like, what does that mean? I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? <laughs> you know, we fight. All of y'all? Like the, the whole Irish nation, that's what y'all just, just fight. Like we use these things as excuses and because we don't want to deal with it. That's why when people get close to you, you'd be like, I, 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 no, you can't touch that. No, you can't touch that. Hey, we're cool until you start asking me questions. That's okay. You can say amen. It's fine. Let it out. See, that's your problem. You don't want to let it out. Say amen. That's right. We are cool until, until you start trying to deal with me about stuff. I love you to death, Pastor Brooks, but oh, when you ask me that question, now nah, I hate you. And this is what happened. Listen to me. You know why I can tell you this? Because I've dealt with it. When my pastor's asked me, so tell me about your dad. And I'm like, he was never there. See how I get quiet? See that? Certain things we got to deal with. See, you felt that? I felt. Yeah. Certain things you got to deal with. Because listen to me, people are not trying to prod and probe just to, no, 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 no. What if this is God saying, this is how I'm going to get in there? This is how I'm going to start pulling that stuff out. I'm going to get people that's close to you to start asking you some questions. About your family life, about your marriage. I'm going to get some people, I'm going to get some people to, I'm going to get pastor to start point, hey, hey, I noticed that, you know, you're always doing this. Where's that from? <laughs> we got to deal with stuff, folks. How else are we going to be free? Like, honestly, like, I'm going to move on here, but I, I'm going to stay here for a minute. Because why do we tell our children, get over stuff, but we don't? You got to get over this beating. You didn't get over yours. You got to get, you got to get, you got to get up, you got to get over this. You got to figure this out, but... When it comes to us, we, we make excuses for us. And God is trying to bring about deliverance. And we're letting these evil spirits just choke us out. Paul said, I'm going to deal with this. I'm t- you know what? I, I, this is how I imagine it. Paul's walking. And he's like, "Here the service of the most high God. And the, I don't know what the minute was. You know, I don't know. But that minute, he was like, that is it. You know what you, you done? I let you follow around days, and I tried to be nice. I tried to preach the gospel to the folks, and here you just keep on coming to me. You know I'm about to get tightened. And then the girl's just like, it's like, and probably she probably thought, oh, this is, he gonna he gonna knock me out. And Paul goes, in the name of Jesus, come out of her. Ooh! And all of a sudden that thing said, hey, we got to go. And that girl was like, oh, I'm normal again. I'm, I'm normal again. I, I can go on and, I'm normal. I, I'm not bound anymore. And that's what the spirit of God does for you and die. Can you say amen? When we deal with stuff, that spirit has to flee. Glory to God. And we can be healed and set free. And we can say, I'm not what I used to be anymore. I'm not that person. I'm not that person anymore because I dealt with the issue. I dealt with that spirit. Now I'm free. Oh, church, there's nothing like being free. I don't care what you tell me. There's nothing like being free. Being able to have dominion and control again. Oh, oh, church, if, you, if we get this, man, oh, the things that we would see happen in our lives if we would just decide to deal with the spirit that's behind our issues. Paul's reaction as I close. In our text, in our text, he confronts the spirit. He doesn't run from it. He doesn't try to dodge it. But what Paul does is he takes authority by way of Christ. Can you say amen? amen? Matthew 10 and 1, and when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds, amen, of disease. Do you still believe that God gives his people power? Do you still believe, amen, that you can cast out demons tonight? Do you still believe, amen, that you can cast out those things, amen, that try to torment you? The same authority that was back then is still alive today. Can you say amen? And we need to exercise that authority. We need to confront those things and not be quiet about them and hope that they just go away. Paul. And dealing with this spirit also shows us patience. The girl did this for many days, but Paul waited. Possibly he needed to be sure. Possibly he needed the time just to discern. And there are times, church, we can assume too quickly, and I'll admit that. We can assume too quickly. And you're going to have to have patience in dealing with things because you can assume way too quickly that it's something that it's really not. And this is why prayer comes into, this is where fasting comes into, to start discerning what this really is and make sure. You must confront those spirits while in your prayer closet. You must confront those spirits while you're in worship. Can you say amen? That God will reveal these things to you as we pray, as we read his word. See, notice here that Paul didn't give up either. Notice here that the others with Paul at this time, but he was the one to speak. There were others with him. They're like, I ain't going to do nothing. I don't know. And Paul's like, man, forget this, bro. I'm going to speak up. I'm going to say it. I'm going to do it. And listen to me, folks. There are times where you will have to stand. You will have to stand up and confront spirits in your home. because nobody else is saying it because nobody else is there you're there now listen and I, I'm, I'm, I want to leave you with this because I feel like when we say as preachers when we say things like that that we go overboard a little bit and we'll go home and you and your spouse will be there and they'll drop something it's like, "See, so you got the spirit of clumsiness I knew it <laughs> you got the spirit of clumsiness and this is why you always tripping over the word I mean we know we go crazy I mean, we go nuts with this stuff when we, you know, you, they walk past you. Oh, well, 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 what's working in you tonight? I, I actually didn't see you there. I'm sorry. I was going to the bathroom. <laughs> so please don't take this as I'm spirit hunting. But take it as this. I'm not going to be blinded either. And if the same thing keeps popping up and it's causing vexation, if the same thing keeps popping up and it's causing torment, the same thing keeps popping up and it's causing trouble in my life, then my lasers go pointing there. It's a battle, folks. But it's a battle that has already been won on the cross. It's a battle that's already been won by our Heavenly Father. And all we have to do is just be obedient to what he said. And we can have victory, folks. Do you still believe that? Do you believe I feel like some of you don't. That some of you don't believe it. And that's where that spirit is choking you. It's causing disbelief. I don't believe what you're saying because it's been too long. Don't let those demonic strategies fool you tonight. Deliverance is deliverance, and our God brings it. Can you say amen? And we need to trust in that tonight. God, I know you can deliver me. If I'm willing to confront, if I'm willing to deal with, if I'm willing to listen. What's your reaction to spirits when they come in? One of the worst things I've seen but one of the best things I've seen at the same time is I knew I had a friend of mine a long, long time ago. And he knew he had a spirit. One day he, he told me, he said, man, I know that I'm not schizophrenic. I know it's a spirit. I know that one, time, one day I'll be like this and I'll be straight. To, and then all of a sudden, the next day, I'll be totally to somebody else. He said, I know what it is. I know it's a spirit working in here. The problem is. It's too much work to try to get it out. I have to be faithful. I got, I, man, it's easier just to live this way. I said, oh, my gosh. You have been deceived. That spirit has taught you that this is just a part of everyday life. And as long as you can function, you're okay. Well, that's a lie from hell. Can you say man? Tonight, folks, tonight. Let's be free. Let's confront him. Let's speak to the spirit. Say, God, in the name, this spirit has to leave. And let's be free when we walk out these doors. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Let's be free when we go back to our homes. Can you say amen? Let's be free so that we can be used. So that we can have the potential still growing in us to be used by God in however he chooses. I refuse to die. I know I'm going to die. I refuse to die that way. I know I'm going to die. But I refuse to let a spirit that I know is a spirit kill me. That I refuse. And We should feel the same way. Can you say amen? I'm not going to die that way. Can you say amen? Let's bow our heads before the Lord. God bless you.